Now, the Jen Charlton Show on 930 WFMD and WFMD.com. Telling it like it is with your host, Jen Charlton. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. It is great to be with you. Wow. It is going to be an interesting show of exposing some information that you may or may not have heard. And as you know, when you look at a breakdown, you learn as you go. Lots of information gets exposed as we go along. And when you're dealing with data, you really have to parse it out and understand what you're looking at. And massive amounts of data like election data is a lot to uh, decipher. And they've been doing that great work across the country, and it's been led by the Gibson team here and working in conjunction with people literally across the country to understand what's been going on in the Federal Election Commission data reporting and where are there anomalies that indicate fraud. So... You could say that we've been in a house of cards. And the architects have been brilliant in their creation and implementation and construction of this house. And one of the house of cards started coming down when James O'Keefe, who was who's going to be on with me in the next couple of weeks, but for now, we're going to report on some of the things he's reported, okay? When James O'Keefe went out in Maryland and interviewed citizen donors. So I want to play something, and we're not going to get all the way through it. But these links will be in the podcast page, so you can listen to them in their entirety. Or you can go to James O'Keefe on Twitter and see his Twitter feed where he covers all of this. And he's done brilliant, brilliant work. So I want to start with the the fifth segment that we're going to cover today. We're going to work a little bit backwards that covers Maryland. And uh, bear with us. I may cut us off in the middle and then you'll be able to listen to the whole thing. It's a nine minute segment. Here we go. FEC data shows that some senior citizens across the U.S. have been donating thousands of times per year. Some of these individuals' names and addresses are attached to over $200,000 in contributions. We went and knocked on a few of their doors to corroborate the data that we received from a group of citizen journalists called Election Watch in Maryland. This is James O'Keefe with OMG. I'm here in Annapolis, Maryland. It's an individual who has donated a total of $217,000 made through 12,000 different contributions in a three-year period of time. Now, sometimes these contributions have been made in variations of his name and variations of his address. You see this chart here. This chart shows a breakdown of the committees that were earmarked to receive the donations made through Act Blue. And this is all FEC and state data. We're wondering if these donors are victims of what appears to be a money laundering scheme or these residents actually participated in the scheme or making phone calls or knocking on doors. These are things that you can do. We hope you do that. Follow me along and see what happens. This is something that you guys can do. Very easy to do. A lot of homes with bizarre amounts of data showing 
tens of thousands of contributions made through different uh, uh, different contributors here. So we, a lot of questions, and we hope the citizen journalism army at OMG can answer them. This is an easy thing to do, knocking on doors, asking questions. Get yourself a little microphone. Get yourself a camera. You can use an iPhone. So he's talking about implementing citizen journalism across the country, and they actually have shipped out, I don't know, hundreds, maybe thousands of these phones to citizens across the country. And we're going to hear some of the reporting that they've done since this was initially launched as a strategy to get the truth. We just want the truth. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit and get to where he's going to talk to this this person here. We, the FEC records indicate that you donated $32,000, 3,000 different contributions people made at this address in your name. Are you aware of that happening? No. You're not aware of that happening? Talk to Donald Trump. Talk to Donald Trump? Well, how would Donald Trump help me answer that question? Hit him with a bat. Hit, hit Donald Trump with a bat? No. Right over the head. How would that help me answer this question? It would certainly keep you in the news. To do I with want the... to see a, a scar on his fucking head. Now stop fucking with me. Whoa. Whoa. Cindy No of Annapolis, Maryland, who in the year 2022 allegedly contributed over 1,000 times to Act Blue, totaling $18,849.77. That means Cindy would have had to donate three times a day, every day, for the whole year. Hello? Hey there, Cindy. My name is James O'Keefe, and we're doing a story on, um, on the amount, number of people that have donated with your address. Did you donate to Act Blue, a po political cause? How many times a month do you donate to Act Blue? I don't know. I don't know how many times. I don't understand why why um, I'm getting this. It, well, the question is, you did donate to Act Blue, right? Yes, uh, once in a while, yes. Did you donate a thousand and nine times? I don't know. I mean, I may once in a while I donate five or, or so dollars or something like that during election year. What about eighteen thousand eight hundred fifty dollars? I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> Not that many donations. No, I don't think so. <laughs> what, what the Federal Election Commission indicates that that much money was donated to Act Blue and Biden for president. I wish I, I wish I could have donated eighteen thousand dollars to Biden's presidency. How much did you donate? I don't know. I don't. Order know. of magnitude. I, I, like I said, I donate five dollars once in a while to, to because I have various charities I like to give to. Do you know people are using your address? I don't think so. So. Okay, so that's one example. There are several others. You really want to hear this through to its entirety. What's the point? The point is that. When somebody donates, there's a couple of things that happen. First of all, there's a fee associated. And the way the FEC reports this in their database is as two donations. The primary amount that gets to go wherever they are in uh, designating. It's called designating your funds. Or, or in addition to, they have a fee associated for processing that donation. WinRed does the same thing. So this is into Act Blue. I want to take you now to the House floor of Annapolis, where they, 
are talking about Morgan, Delegate Morgan, about these anomalies or indicators of possible fraud and the actions that they're suggesting we investigate, right? If there's fraud, you want to know. At the state level, you do audits all the time to find out if there's fraud, right? You always want to be on top of the integrity of government, correct? Well, take a listen to this one because I find uh, this very interesting. And by the way, Mark Corman, Delegate District 16 out of Montgomery County, thinks all of this is just a bunch of bunk and conspiracy theory. So he wants to get to the integrity of things unless, of course, it's his people and his party. Here you go. Last Wednesday, there was a video released by James O'Keefe. And the video in which O'Keefe Media Group, you can find it on YouTube, he's kind of famous for doing these ambush videos. And he starts off the video with uh, a statement, the FEC data shows that some senior citizens across the U.S. have been donating thousands of times per year. Some of these individuals' names, addresses are attached to over $200,000 in campaign contributions. I'll certainly defer to the committee on the substance of the bill and the amendment, but I would just ask that we not create conspiracy theories on the House floor in real time. It would just be good if we kept to the facts of our amendments and our bills and not conjure up conspiracy theories in real time. I think we have enough of that when we uh, scroll on our phones. Yeah, just let's not talk about our conspiracy theories, only yours. Here we go. It's not a conspiracy theory. There's just more than a coincidence. This amendment simply has the state prosecutor offering a study of the past four years for contribution irregularities, investigating excessive contributions made to the state and federal campaign finances in this state, identifies contributions made under incorrect or unverified names and documents those reports of contributions and irregularities and then a report to be due to the general assembly by next year it's a pretty simple amendment there is obviously likely a problem and and look for us to look into it i mean that's our duty that's our job I would encourage everyone on this floor to take a look at this report. It's a video report, um, and James O'Keefe visited a number, uh, quite a few houses in Annapolis. He was here in Maryland. You're listening to Delegate Kathy Shalega also weighing in. Here you go. So this is a real problem, and uh, we will certainly follow up with a letter to the state prosecutor and the Board of Elections, but uh, this would be a chance for us to speak as a body. Thank you. Okay, so what are we saying then? They have a duty to investigate. The data is clear. Now, again, the multiple donations include fees that are charged as as a separate matter, which, frankly, is, is a problem with the way they process donations in terms of their reporting. It's just confusing. But the bottom line is, when you look at the total dollars donated, it's stunning. And in election finance, and I'm not an expert, but I've done enough of this, and I did run for office, so I have some clue. When you have, you have a maximum number that dollar-wise, that somebody can donate to your campaign. 
so that somebody doesn't come in and have a multimillionaire just, you know, you know, make it unfair advantage, I guess, is the idea of it. But what they've done now is they're filtering money through unwilling participants under their name or at their addresses so that $5 here, $5 there doesn't equate or equal up to that maximum. You're following me? So now we can have millions of donations at $5 so you never exceed the maximum. But where is the money coming from? This is the question we need to be asking. Where are the donations coming from? Are they coming from Soros? Are they coming from dark money? Are they money laundering through Act Blue using these unwilling participants and little old ladies and senior citizens? That's disgusting. Every citizen, Democrat, Republican, Independent, Libertarian, ought to be really ticked off about this. And you ought to be wanting to know what the heck is going on. Because you cannot have a fair election when they're running the numbers and running the money. And what we've been saying is it wasn't a fair election. And it wasn't a fair election. So I want to bring on a guest to talk about this who is a former Democrat. So let's bring on my guest, please. So good morning and welcome to the Jen Charlton Show. Are you there? Hi, good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thank you so much for calling in. I wanted to find out, first of all, your thoughts on what you've just listened to. What is your opinion about all this? I always think that when there's smoke, there's fire. And it's not the first time that Democrats have even been considered to have been laundering money. If you go back 20 years, I used to work for the Democrats. My boss was a former DNC chair. And when I asked him why he left the DNC, he said, because we were about to get caught laundering money. And sure enough, shortly after, um, there was a gentleman that ran the direct market associates in Massachusetts that indeed was indicted and convicted. So they'll do anything. So is it your, does this sound plausible that this is occurring and that they're using these citizens, senior citizens that, I mean, it's worse. Like you're, you're preying on the vulnerable population of seniors. That's disgusting. And by the way, it's also illegal. If you look at adult services and the policies and, you know, the idea of exploitation of seniors is a very serious, very serious offense. Yeah, that's true. And, um, I do believe it's plausible. You know, the the Democrats are well organized, and and I'm not talking about the voters. Okay, I'm talking about people that are leading this charge for progressivism, which is what they call communism. And and what changed my mind is I I actually saw a union leader at a national conference say, on stage, we want communism, and I watched everybody cheer. And, of course, shortly after that, I left. Um, and receive my veritable death threats, et cetera. But, yeah, I mean, it's definitely plausible. And you got to understand, Bernadine Dorn and Bill Ayers, who were founders of the Weather Underground, also started the Midwest Academy out in Chicago. Now, if you look that up on the Internet now, you're not going to find that information. They've scrubbed it. 
they'll say that it was somebody else in 1973, which is not true. And they they train people. They train activists. They train organization. They train organizers. They train people to go out in the precincts, how to win arguments, how to win people, and how to rig the election. Wow. So all of this is absolutely plausible. And as far as laundering money, I mean, you've got to think like a criminal. There's a million ways to launder money. And they know how to do it well. They've been doing it for years. Well, and we I want to remind people of the Arizona hearing where Breger, Miss Breger, disclosed their findings on money laundering through mortgage banking. She indicated some banks that were involved. You you all should listen to that show where I played it, but you also should go search that. Uh, well, it's on my podcast page. If you go, you can get to that link. I put it in there so you could listen to it in its entirety. But this is where people, we, we really have to unveil our eyes and ears and minds to the, the notion that people are really doing this. And it's hard to fathom when you're a patriot. And I, and I believe there are actually some Democrats who are patriots as well. They just don't distinguish themselves that way. But they do love our country. And I think what, what shows up in these videos with James O'Keefe, which is so stunning, is that some of these people are like, what? What do you mean I gave, you know, X amount of dollars? No. And they're living in modest homes. It's clear they wouldn't have that kind of money. That kind of money would come from somebody who's wealthy. So they've used them as a, okay. let's call it a portal for donations. And it's like a distribution center, right? I'm going to be Mrs. Smith. I'm mm-hmm. going to funnel $5, you know, three, five times a day. And I'm going to push it out to all the different Democrat organizations. And by doing that, no one will be the wiser. And Mrs. Smith doesn't know because she's not tracking this stuff. The other thing I want to say is if, in fact, she had donated five times a day and those numbers, according to the FEC data, not my data, their data, if those numbers were, in fact, correct, I promise you her credit card would be calling her and saying, we have a concern for fraud. But, you know, my credit card calls me and says, did you make this charge? Because it's looking a little bit uh-huh. suspicious. So, in fact, uh-huh. it was not money running through her credit card, and she did not choose to pay for it, nor did she authorize it through her credit card. Therefore, the money is coming from somewhere else other than her bank account or her money. So right. that's what's so stunning here is that this guy, Delegate Corman in Montgomery County, who should be ashamed of himself for standing there on the House floor saying, let's not talk about conspiracies. He has a duty. He has a responsibility to be interested in election finance fraud. I don't care what committee he's on. He's a delegate. So shame on him for standing there and poo-pooing the evidence that was being presented to him. And as a, a man of integrity, if he had any, he would have said, wow, we need to look at this if he cared, because it's about saving our country anymore. It is not about whether the Democrats left win and we lose left and right. 
It's about good guys, bad guys. It's about communism versus capitalism. It's about are we in charge of our elections or is somebody else making the decisions for us? So I want you to stand by. We're going to take a quick break. Everybody, you're listening to The Jen Charlton Show. We'll be right back. This is Jen inviting you to follow us on several different social media platforms. Our new The Jen Charlton Show Rumble channel. That's The Jen Charlton Show on Rumble. Wherever you get your podcast, make sure to rate us, five-star rating, like us, because you do, and share it with all your friends so that other people can have access to this important information. And also remember to download the WFMD app. It's there for you to listen to us every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, wherever you are on this great globe. We look forward to having you with us right here on WFMD. Welcome back, everybody. I have with me this morning a former Democrat and somebody who's going to remain anonymous because, as we know, uh, she's already received death threats So uh, in the past. So we're not going to put her through that. And I just wanted to ask you what else you want to say about What's going on with these elections and the fraud and the money and so forth? Well, I think, again, it, it's it's not necessarily the Democrat voters that are out to corrupt the world, as it were, right? That, that, that I think there's a lot of lies out there. And, and the Democrat Party today is not the same party that it was, I think, years ago when many people, especially in the cities and where I'm from, we're Democrats. So, but the, there's a cure here, right? There's something that needs, that can be done to fix this. We can still, we want our rights. We want justice for everybody. And, and they cloak themselves in those words, but they're lying. Um, and, and that's for people to get involved. Justice is only for them. We don't get justice. They get justice. And oh, by the way, they use the justice system for their own political gain and personal gain, because as a politician, you gain personally when you gain that seat. So they're not they're not Mm -hmm. separate, but it's not it's not what's good for the goose is good for the gander. That's not what's going on here. Go ahead. Right. They want to take away. So one of the things that's unique about America is that we were given the right to govern. And that statement was made in a public debate centuries ago in a time when most of the world was ruled by kings and queens it was amazing that those men were never beheaded that said that so we have the right to govern well this is a government of and by the people and they would like to take that away and they'll tell you it's socialism and it's fairness and everybody gets the same things and all that stuff but that's just smoke and mirrors in fact my boss used to say that Everything on Capitol Hill is smoke and mirrors. Just remember that. Well, and I I would I think you're putting it kind of softening the blow. I would say they lie. It's not about that. That's not their agenda. Their agenda is communism. It is one world Mm -hmm. order. It is, uh, you know, being, uh, you know, I heard recently the United Nations running things in the World Economic Forum in charge. And oh, by the way, WHO coming to a hospital near you. So uh, this is not about us being in charge of our own destiny, as was designed by our great constitution. And what I'm going to wrap up with this and we're going to break is. This right now is a time for restoring our nation to a foundation based on our Constitution. Nothing else, nothing less, nothing more. And we'll be right back. 
Welcome back to the Jen Charlton Show, telling it like it is, and we are. And, you know, some people may not like that. Even in my own party, they're kind of ticked at me. I can't worry about it. It's not about parties anymore. This is about people. I want to recognize and acknowledge the O'Keefe Media Group, OMG. I love that name. James O'Keefe, of course, ousted from Project Veritas, from the very company he created that was brilliant and exposed a lot that people were just shocked by. And good for him that he got back right up back on the saddle and started OMG, and he's doing this amazing work. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be working with that team. I also want to acknowledge my dad, Walter Charlton Esquire, who's been doing the work with the uh, Lois Gibson case. Um, And they got thrown out by the judge. And uh, I think we need to be looking at these judges. We need to be looking at... Whose team are they on? Are they on the the progressive communist team? Are they on the patriot team? Or uh, are they on the I better do what I'm told team or I won't survive? Or are they on the, you know, the team that is um, within this DOJ system that I think is really run amok? And it's not okay. That's not our Constitution. It's not the way our Constitution our country was constructed and they are way out of their lane. So it is time for us to also recognize the dear Democrats who have been lied to because I know a lot of Democrats. I'm a musician. I worked in social services. Are you kidding me? I'm surrounded by Democrats and a lot of my family were blue dog Democrats from Prince George's County. Some of them have seen the light Others have not. So and and we don't talk much because we can't confer. We can't converse on the very issues that face our nation today without it going south, you know, quite frankly. So so I think I'm not alone. I think there are a lot of people out there that, you know, Thanksgiving got really tough. Right. So but we are at the point where we need to have some people be able to recognize that maybe there's some veracity in what we're saying. I want to keep going with another Twitter uh, video by James O'Keefe. And this one is actually by a citizen journalist who reported through OMG what's going on in Southern California. Stand by. We think it's your name and your address being used. Lori Ball, over the last two years, has made over 537 donations for a total of like maybe 7,000 Seven thousand dollars is that? No. Eighteen hundred and fifty individual donations um, for over thirteen thousand four hundred dollars. That doesn't sound right. No. Okay. No. While members of the Maryland House formally debate investigating contribution irregularities exposed by OMG News, another citizen journalist has sent in footage of themselves investigating irregularities in their own state. This time. A dynamic duo from Southern California corroborates information that they found by researching publicly available data. There's some days it says, like, you've donated seven times in one day. No. Like okay. $5 a month or something? Yeah, $5 a month. Got but not, but it. that would in total $13,000 in two uh-huh. years. Maybe somebody is using your name and address. It's not coming out of your, your account, oh, but they're donating it oh. in your name. Well, that could very well be because they need to have spread it out, spread it out, spread it out. Exactly. They can't all, I can see. Yeah, I, I yeah. can see how that can happen. Yeah. 
See, this is what we think is happening. We think somebody's using your name. Do you think that you've donated like $60,000 to them in the past year? So that would be $5,000 a month? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they're stunned by the news. Now, here's what needs to happen next, right? They just need to get their bank records out, reconcile it against the FEC data, and be able to show the delta between what they did give and the information being reported through the Federal Election Commission reporting system that shows they did or did not donate. Now, here's what's come out of all this. Act Blue, the culprit, allegedly, that's air quotes, just laid off 17% of their workforce. Coincidence? I think not. So... After James, fast, uh, go back a minute. After James O'Keefe reported in Maryland, in Annapolis, with these people that we first played, the first segment, that people were being donated through into Act Blue, unbeknownst to them, unwilling, unwitting participants, senior citizens, identity theft, felony, senior uh, uh, abuse. Uh, exploitation is really the term. Very serious charges. So after all that happened, guess what happened the next day? Miss Linda Lamone resigned as the head of the state of Maryland election board. She was untouchable. She was somebody that nobody could get rid of, including the governor. But guess what? Citizen activism, putting pressure on this corruption and exposing it in the light of day has pushed Miss Lamone out. And you know that I've been saying for well over a year that woman needed to go. So we have an opportunity to right our ship. We cannot give up. We must continue to stand for the restoration of our country, the restoration of our of our great constitutional republic, and the restoration of all our rights. Now, I want to talk about something that is uh, tough for me to talk about, and we're going to talk about it after this break. So I have one more, one more segment I want to play for you on James O'Keefe. This one's going to be from Texas. Hello, sir. Uh, my name is Esla, and uh, I am running some reports for a volunteer organization to find out that if someone's using people's names to uh, launder money through Act Blue. And I found out that uh, your address, uh, homeless, that you have um, donated 10,000, over 10,000 times within two-year time frame from 2021, uh, 2020 to 2022. How much money? $106,304.45. <laughs> right. That wasn't me. Yes. And, uh, it, and it, you, you're not the only one. Uh, and there's, uh, I have some other volunteers from going to different homes, and I just want you to be aware of that. And uh, I could show you how to find this information on yourself, if you like. From 2009 to 2019, 10-year time frame, you donated about $12,000, which is normal. Uh, but the red flags is from 2020 to 2022, six figures of donations. 
I have never gotten a bill that big. Right, and I believe someone is using your name and your addresses to funnel money through AdBlue. And some of the causes that I noticed you donated is like uh, Biden, uh, a D, uh, NDTC PAC, uh, Brady PAC, um, Stop the Republicans, pro Progressive Turnouts. But biggest issue is AdBlue. That's where I see small donations, just at least three donations per day. Uh, so, so you're not aware of any of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I have this paper. Uh, I could tell you how to find this information of yourself if you would like. Okay. So, how you find the information on yourself is you go to fec.gov. You you go in the menu and it says contributions by individuals. So those you know three or four horizontal lines on the left side that indicate menu. Click there. Go down to contributions. By individuals, you put first, what's the entity you're putting, you're, you're donating to? So if you're a Democrat and you're listening to the show, you'd put in Act Blue. And then you would go down and you would put your name in the uh, donations by your contributor information detail. You can also search by zip code so you can see the people in your area who have donated to Act Blue. You might know somebody to be an ardent Republican and I don't think you'll see Republicans in the ActBlue database unless they've given once. See, once they're in, once somebody, here's my theory, once they're in that database, they then can appropriate that name and that ID to future donations that are funneled in, not from that individual, but they need somebody to be the giver of the money to launder it in there. So what are we saying? There's a house of cards, and that house of cards is falling down. When you do things from now on in this database, take screenshots. Make sure you've got physical video records of everything. Because as we know from the VAERS report and other things during the whole pandemic, they took down the data, they mucked with the data, they changed the data to save their necks. So this is not unheard of and it could happen again. So make sure you always have proper records. But if you have donated to Act Blue, go in, check your check yourself, and then check how many donations you made against your bank records. But I can assure you, most people, if they're normal, aren't giving five times up to one hundred and seven thousand dollars or whatever some of this data was, ish. Okay. So lastly, I want to I want to bring on um, I want to bring on my guest again and talk about something, but. Before I do, I want to say that this situation with our sheriff, Chuck Jenkins, is, is very upsetting to me. I know him personally, as many of you do, and I know him to be an honorable man. When I looked this morning, actually, talking with my dad about the Constitution and restoring our nation to a foundation of the Constitution, something really hit me over the head. Because I said, well, I hope he didn't break the law. I hope that didn't happen. You know, I don't know. Um, there's a couple of things that I know. The grand juries occur in the dark. They're, they're hidden. They're not transparent. They are a tool by a DOJ that is, is quite possibly run amok. Based on what we're seeing, there's some real concerns about the quality of the work at the Department of Justice, which includes the judges which includes the FBI. 
So we have a we have a right as citizens to question that. If the government is not running as we we the people want it to because they work for us, allegedly. But when it says in the Second Amendment that we have the right to bear arms, it's not conditional. It's not if this weapon is okay and that weapon is not okay, as deemed by some political person with some political agenda. There are no caveats. It is or it isn't. So even if, given the construct of how the government has done their weapon uh, laws and so forth to meet a certain political agenda, because by disarming us, which is what they did to the Nazis, the Nazis did to the people, this is what they do in China, this is what they did in Australia, the first level of control the people is take away their weapons. Then you starve them, take away their water. And if you look at some of the things going on in this country today, it's no conspiracy theory. Our water systems have been um, potentially attacked. Our food supply is in disarray and has definitely been attacked. So there is a lot to be concerned about. Where are we going? So this idea of Second Amendment rights is we, the people, have the right to have arms. It's not conditional. It's not if you approve this one but not this one and this one but not this one. And lastly, we have a mental health crisis in the U.S. That is the issue to be dealt with. People pull the trigger. The trigger doesn't pull itself. The car doesn't run over the person. The driver runs over the person using a vehicle. So we cannot allow the political agendas of a progressive left trying to take us to a communist one world order reality to control our constitutional rights within some parameters that they deem appropriate. Nobody wants anybody to die by a weapon in a nefarious way. But the fact that they've got soft targets out there, they don't have SROs in some of these schools, and the people who have a mental health crisis know that is a shame on us for not making sure those children are properly protected. So I want to bring my guest back in to just give her thoughts on that. What do you think about what's been going on and and this uh, situation with the machine gun nest and Sheriff Chuck Jenkins? I think it's a ruse. Um, I think they're they have done nothing wrong. And Fitzwater, Jessica Fitzwater, said before she was elected that she would seek to destroy the police and the sheriff's department. And nowadays, the media is all over them. You know, the media is the one that says who's guilty and who's not. And I, I just got to say this, too. So we have, in order for us to have that Second Amendment, that means we already have the authority. And it's the people that delegate the authority to the government. So we already had the authority in order to delegate it. So for them to say you don't have these rights now is absolutely ridiculous. 
we already have that authority because we've delegated it to them. And it's time to take that authority back. They are violating the Constitution and everything our country stands for. But the one thing, the one thing that makes socialism wrong, because people say, oh, it's not communism, it's socialism. The one thing that makes it wrong, fundamentally, is that the value of human life then becomes assessed by something economical, like how much money you have or how useful you are to the state. And it's just a lie. Sorry to cut you off. You know, that goes back to no, some no. of the work we've been doing over the last couple of weeks on the banking system and going to cryptocurrency and social social currency, which means they deem you uh, OK to spend the money that you've earned in the way that they want you to spend it, either on food, not on guns, on food, not on travel. You know, that kind of level of control, which occurs in communism, is where we're headed in this cryptocurrency, which I'm totally against. But uh, I want to go, I want to remind people of something. The Second Amendment, I'm going to read it to you now. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep, keep, and bear arms shall not be infringed. Shall not be infringed. Not at all. There's no caveats. There's no, you know, uh, uh, regulations. There's no deciphering or sorting and shifting from, you know, you can have this kind, but not that kind. There is no caveat. Now, one could say, well, back then in those many years ago, they didn't know what they didn't know about where we would be as a society. But they left it open for a reason. Because you can't anticipate industrial growth. We have no idea where we're going to be a hundred years from now. But shall not be infringed and keep and bear arms is crystal clear. It is not subject to interpretation. So I've never quite gotten here. Frankly, I've gone through this metamorphosis in front of you all because I was kind of like, well, maybe they shouldn't have X. And then, no, it is not to be qualified under certain criteria that can be politicized, which is exactly what's happening here. So the question is, and I don't have the answer. I'm going to pose it to you all because you're smarter than I am. Is it? then not okay for them to have machine guns? If it says the people to keep this, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, does that mean that they, but, but except for machine guns? You know, you have everything else, but you can't have a machine gun or you can't have an AR-15 or you can't have a whatever. Which one is, is not okay? There is no qualifying statement here, and it is crystal clear. Do you have a okay. thought? Yeah, go ahead. They're all okay. I mean, we, I actually discussed this with the constitutional attorney recently, and I said, okay, what about nuclear weapons? Do we have the right to own that? And technically, yes, we have the right to own everything because we're the ones that delegated the authority in the first place to the government to give them the right to bear any arms. And, the, and, and then that speaks to, like, liberty. What is liberty? Right? Liter, liberty is the freedom to do good, to do what one ought to do. You know, it, it comes with, like, some kind of moral order and virtue-based understanding of the common good. Um, 
So, I mean, the government has no authority at all to tell us what to do or to own at all. And, of course, if you break the law and you murder somebody or whatever, the law is already there. It's not about the weapon. It's about the law. Unless, of course, it's an abortion and you're taking the life of an unborn or, in the case of of Maryland, one that's been born and you just decide you want to, you know— Refund. Right. You want to refund reproductive rights, and there's no defensible argument for that. And the sad part is, even in our own Maryland Constitution, Article 36, the preamble of the Constitution, all talk about God's law. This this law of nature. None of us wake up in the morning needing to be taught that we don't want to be robbed or murdered. Right? That's just natural law. So it all speaks to that, and they're trying to remove that as well. One thing and I want to goes against this moral law. Technically, in our country, it's pretend law, and 99% of the laws that we have today and regulations are truly pretend law. It's about time that Americans start learning the Constitution, learning the Maryland Constitution. We have attorneys graduating from school, from law school, taking an oath on this Maryland Constitution, and they've never had a class in it. Some of them have never even read it. That's outrageous. Americans need to get involved and take the country back. You can't uphold a framework if you've never read it. Absolutely. And that's true for the delegates and and, and elected officials. I mean, they don't know it either. That should be a qualification. Years ago, our founding fathers had qualifiers. They needed to have like a Christian ethos proven. Right, so that they would do no harm. That's their one intrinsic duty is to do no harm. And if they violate that, they lose their right to serve. So there was that. And one of the qualifiers is that you actually understand the Constitution. NPR right now is doing a, a video session on the Constitution, and it's rubbish. It's rubbish. It's well, saying it's, that it's a living document. And, NPR is very liberal, so they're going to interpret it through that lens. I want to go yeah. back to one more thing about the situation with Sheriff Chuck Jenkins and the machine gun nest. I have reached out to the machine gun nest. I've not heard back from them. I welcome the opportunity to interview the owner. But one thing I want to say is, in the back to the Maryland Constitution, it says that if the... Sheriff resigns, dies, is removed from office, whatever, the governor appoints. Now, think about that. So Sheriff Jenkins was was duly elected, but he would be replaced by a raging progressive liberal by this governor. Do you think that's their agenda? Well, let me just tell you, I was standing in the press room when they did the press announcement last Wednesday. And they, they, the first words out of the first reporter's question was, well, is he going to remove himself from office like they do with other officers? And I had this conversation with somebody uh, in, in the legislature, and they said, well, you know, that always happens. You know, the police get removed if there's a question about their capacity or whatever, if there's an issue and they're being investigated. Well, here's the difference. Their staff. Their staff, they are not an elected official. And in this situation, when they are trying to politicize, take over, and take control of our county through the sheriff, because the sheriff is the last, the last stronghold against corruption, because they do not report to anybody but the people. 
So this is very concerning. And we're coming up on the top of the show, but I want people to really be willing to investigate this, hear this, and stand up for what's right. Because using the DOJ that's corrupt with a grand jury that's hidden with a governor that wants to remove him. And oh, by the way, County Executive Fitzwater said she was going to take take him down. Right. You mentioned that. So there is an agenda here that exceeds their authority and they are way out of their lane to forward their own political gain. Everybody have a great week. Listen, next Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Be sure to check out our app on the podcast at WFMD.com. God bless.